Welcome listeners to our patron preview of X-Men Days of Future Past. What's the last thing you remember? I had a glimpse into the past. You're going to have to do for me what I once did for you. as well. Side by side to end this war. Before it ever begins. So X-Men Days of Future Past released in 2014 starring, here we go, Hugh Jackman, James McAvoy, Michael Fassbender, Jennifer Lawrence, Halle Berry, Nicholas Hoult, Anna Paquin, apparently. I barely got any Anna Paquin in my movie. <laughs> Ellen Page, Peter Dinklage, and let's, of course, throw in Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen. I'm going to keep it at that. There's just there's more, but I think those are the main players. It's quite stacked. I could say uh, Femke Jansen. <laughs> Should I? <laughs> no, please no. <laughs> yeah, so I mentioned Anna Paquin. Apparently there's this rogue cut. Yeah, I watched the rogue cut. Did you? I went on YouTube and watched the scenes that were apparently in the rogue cut after I watched this. Oh, really? Yeah. What do you think? uh, It's okay. It'd be be hard to judge. Yeah. If you haven't... uh, I didn't mind it because... Well, off Bobby quicker in that one. How does Bobby die in your version? Oh, he's like at the end when all the Sentinels are coming in, he is just like one of the ones that just gets taken out. Oh, I liked it because it gave it a reason of how the Sentinels found them. Yeah, that is good. I, I, like, it like makes much more sense. What's the reason in your version? There's not one. It's no, just, not. Oh, they, they find just rock them. up. Well, don't they just rock up and find them at the start as well? I mean, we don't know. We barely yeah. see much. Uh, okay, of that. Let's, let's move on. We'll get to that. This is directed by. The pedo, Brian Singer, he's back. He is back. Good this is, be- this is before he's, uh, oh, it's not before he's pedo ways, before he was found out to be one of those mm. pedos. It was actually Matthew Vaughan was supposed to come back to direct the movie, but he declined to go and do Kingsman. I mean, can't blame him for that. No, not at all. Branching out a bit. That's right. This was actually nominated for an Oscar. Best visual effects. But didn't win. Did not win. Yes, the first ever X-Men film to be nominated for anything. Not the last. I believe Logan didn't didn't it get nominated for screenplay. Yes, Logan did. Yeah, yeah good on it. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so this had an estimated budget of about two hundred million dollars, and at the time, it was the highest budgeted Fox film ever made. What does that mean, Fox film? Okay, Twentieth Century Fox. They make a lot of films. This yeah, is the okay. highest film, the highest budget ever. For I imagine point. there'd be a large cast bill. I believe so. Yeah. 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 But this did gross about $234 million in America, was ninth for the year, and grossed about $748 million worldwide and was sixth for the year. So got a, got a, got a bit of bank back overall in the end. Yeah, so really successful. Absolutely. So the filmmakers selected the Days of Future Past storyline because it would it's allow- It's awesome. Uh, yep. Okay. You know, a lot, you know a little bit more about it in terms of comics, I guess? Uh, not so much comics, more the animated series, which, yeah, there's a very well-known Days of Future Past, you know, run of episodes, which are really, really good, really strong. And I watched it a few years ago. It really holds up. Bishop is actually the character who goes back in time. Yeah, so I heard. Because you don't see it from, like, it doesn't start in the future. They send someone back. This time-travelling bishop just rocks up modern day. I believe they were going to have Kitty Pride as the one who goes back in time. Can you imagine the movie where it was centred around Kitty Pride? But I think, that, I think they didn't go with that because they realised that Kitty Pride would have been, like, negative 10 or something if she went back to the 70s. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't really work. No. 
Now, they did choose the Days of Future Past storyline because it could reconcile any continuity dissonances within the X-Men film franchises. The time travel element also allowed actors and actresses from the first three movies back into the film to recon- like, to come in and mingle with the first-class people, I which think is that's, great. I think that's one of the better elements to this film. Absolutely. That it does tie in these first three films in a very believable way. And it makes it all the same universe. Whereas you watch First Class, it feels like completely different characters. So the characters of Angel, Azazel, Riptide and Emma were originally going to come back into this film. But they, since they went with the Days of Future Past story, they decided there was too many X-Men in this film. So they killed them off. So see you later. Thanks for playing. Which I got no issue with at all. I'm nah. surprised Havoc was in it. Because well, you I- mentioned that he was in this. I don't know how. No, I mentioned he's in Apocalypse. Oh, yeah. I thought you mentioned he was in this. And when I saw him, I was like, gee, that's Hendo's done well to remember this. <laughs> no, I'm not I'm not uh, that well versed in the Days of Future Past at that point. So is he one of the main characters in Apocalypse? I, I don't think he's one of the main, but he's definitely got some appearances. Yeah, okay. he, yeah, he does some stuff in there that is memorable. So for her role as Mystique yet again, Jennifer Lawrence wore a special bodysuit this time instead of the... She's sucked up. Exactly, instead of the prosthetics that she used now in the first Now she's class. this big Oscar winner. She can start making her demands. Was she Oscar winner at this point? Oh, yeah, Silver Linings Playbook was 2012. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, Hunger Games, of course, when she was massive in this. She was actually going to be part of the, the top bill along with Hugh Jackman, but they bumped her down because they couldn't fit her on there with uh, Ian McKellen and Patrick Stewart as well. They're like, nah, sorry, these three are on the top. Okay, fair enough. There's actually going to be a romantic subplot between Storm and Wolverine in this film. They cut it for runtime purposes. I don't understand why. Why now? Yeah. Why now, all these years later? What purpose would that serve? (sighs) Interesting they got Halle Berry back in this film, considering her and Brian Singer didn't get along at all. Also considering she's not needed at all. That's a nice little cameo there. Have someone well-known in the future. I mean, you've got Hugh Jackman, you've got Patrick Stewart, Ian McKellen. Ellen Page. Bobby... Bobby, <laughs> that's, that's who it is. <laughs> like, they got a lot. I don't think they needed Storm here. No, they did cut her appearance down in here because she was pregnant at the time. So, a couple of minutes of uh, footage and see you later. Thanks for playing. Hmm. So, this is the seventh X-Men film we're doing in this film series. And this has an average rating of 8.0 over 613,000 ratings. I'm almost certain that is our highest rated X-Men film so far. What about Logan? We haven't done Logan. We're not. This is not part of our film series. Logan will be the last one we do, which, yes, would be the highest. But we've done it. No, I'm not including that. I'm talking about from X-Men. Okay, then we've done eight X-Men films. And Okay. So to this point, seven, this is the highest. Yes. Okay. Makes sense. Can so we date this podcast a bit? Sure. So Marvel now have the X-Men. Yes. The MCU. What do, what do you think of that? I think it's fantastic. Apparently they've said that they won't introduce them into the MCU for maybe five years, I may have read. I don't think Jackman's going to come back for this one. It's Jack a long will time. will give you $1 billion. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think if you wait that long, it, it does give audiences enough time to separate from the other characters because there's still another one coming out. It's two, actually. Is there really? Oh. There's the New Mutants as well. Is that a movie? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. You got two more movies, so I think it's right that they wait. Yeah, they don't need to. They don't need to put them in straight away. They've still got a lot of uh, Avengers type stuff to get through, and then mm. use that as a I don't know, maybe a resurgence later on in a couple of years if it starts to if it starts to die down. Yeah, maybe. All right. Like we said, eight point So it's pretty high for an X Men film. Why don't we find out if we give it at least an eight point Yes. All right. Let's do it, Dean. Thank you very much, listeners, for checking out this patron preview. Yeah, if you want to check out the whole episode, we've got everything on over at patreon.com slash imdbjourney. 
And we've got plenty of other episodes over there, including our Die Hard series, Wes Anderson series, tons of other benefits, early access to our main show. Yeah, exactly. You can even shape the show the way you want it to be by telling us what movies you want us to review. Yeah, so Dean said a spot on patreon.com slash Journey. Go ahead and head over there and check out all the rewards and benefits that we've got to offer. And we thank you once again for checking us out. Thanks, y'all.